Hello, this is Chris de Blasio, one of the hosts of the Greatest Games podcast. If you're enjoying this content, please tell a friend and encourage them to like, listen, and subscribe. Hello and welcome to the Greatest Games podcast brought to you by 816 Basketball. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Rosefield, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris de Blasio. Pleasure to be here, Brian, as always, on the Greatest Games podcast, the chance for us to catch up with basketball coaches from around the country and have them tell us about their greatest game. As always, it can be their time as a head coach and assistant coach. Some people like to tell us about games when they were a player, but just whatever game they consider to be their greatest game. I believe Chris de Blasio, again, you know, all we do is just make history, right, on this podcast, a little podcast that could. This is our second time going back to Terre Haute, Indiana. We have the head coach of the Indiana State Sycamores, Greg Lansing. Welcome to the Greatest Games podcast. Man, I uh, just appreciate you having me. This is, this is a great deal. I love to, to talk ball with guys that uh, love to talk ball, so it's just uh, appreciate you having me on. And Brett Carey will remind everyone that he was the first Indiana State coach that we had on. And then yeah, Coach Lansing is the second. I'm sure he will. I know I'm fortunate to have him on staff, so he can do whatever he wants to do. <laughs> that was episode six of the greatest games. And like we said earlier in pre-show chat, and he just strong-armed us. He said, I've got to be on first. You can have Coach Lansing on eventually, but I've got to be on first. Brett Carey, you get whatever you want. You get whatever you want. <laughs> We'll just say we saved the best for last. We'll put it that way. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> wasn't, uh, Brian, uh, correct me if I'm wrong now, I'm asking you for serious. Didn't, wasn't one of the other coaches we had on, didn't he work at Indiana State? Well, we did, have, we did have Marcus Belcher on, uh, who is now at Illinois State. Um, and I believe uh, that would be it, right? Yeah, that was it, right? Marcus yeah. worked for you, Coach? Yeah, Belch. Uh, you know, he had – a uh, really good player on on Sweet Sixteen team there at Southern, and he had been at he had been he's he's going for every uh, school in the league right now, I guess. <laughs> I think he did mention that. I think Southern. he did mention that. But he <laughs> yeah. he he's the best. Uh, you know, you, if you get guys that you can spend every day with, like Brett Carey and Marcus Belcher, you're pretty fortunate as a head coach. That is very true. But I've known Brett for going on 15 years now, and. Uh, that's those are those are very true words. So, Coach, why don't you take us through your basketball journey uh, and how you got to where you are now as the head coach at Indiana State? Well, just just real lucky, guys. You know, uh, I, I would think I uh, I didn't skip a step. You know, a lot of guys nowadays uh, they have bigger names because they were really good college basketball players, like a Brett Carey or, or a Marcus Belcher. I was a I was a high school coach's kid. I was a Division two player. Um, and I didn't miss a step on the way up. I was a graduate assistant in college, then a head high school coach. I was a volunteer uh, on a Division I staff. Then I went from third assistant, second assistant, restricted earnings, um, associate head coach, and then just got really lucky to, to be here uh, and to be able to name the head coach. There's, you know, there's not a lot of these jobs out there, so I've just been – very fortunate and I'm appreciative of the path I, I, I went through to be here and I'm, I'm, I'm thankful every day. So coach, it's, it's a fascinating journey and I just want to really want to start right there. Some of the lessons that you picked up along the way as being a, a volunteer high school coach. And now like, like we like we talked about a, a high division one head coach, what are some of those lessons that you've picked up along the way? 
Well, my dad is still the best coach I've ever been around, a high school coach. He's in the Hall of Fame and uh, lucky enough to be in the Hall of Fame with him. We're one of the, the few father-son combinations in Iowa. And I just learned at a, at a young age uh, every night uh, going down and dad was working. He was watching film back when he didn't have the access to it like we did. He's watching film. He was scouting on the road. Uh, I, I can't tell you how many games I drove in crappy weather or to wherever just to go watch a high school game to scout somebody uh, getting that opportunity and then playing at a division two level for a program that wasn't very good when we got there. And by the time I left South Dakota, it was at we're a perennial um, uh, perennial NCAA team. And, and then you, then you, you know, the, I asked, I had a chance to be a division two assistant or a head high school coach. And I remember Jim Hallahan, who was, uh, worked for Johnny Orr at, at Iowa State, uh, what I should do. And he said, hey, take that head high school job. You'll never regret it. And I didn't. I was a head high school coach at Des Moines Roosevelt for two years, two of the best years of my life, and and had a great job. But then I wanted to get into college coaching. So took uh, next to no money uh, and worked my way up, working for guys like uh, Royce Waltman, uh, who we lost uh, – uh, several years back and then Steve Alford and and I've just had such great mentors and and people to to learn from and work for and and uh, to be able to work at a, a a program like Indiana State with such a strong history it's just you count your blessings man you really do I'm just I just again I feel very fortunate it's a special place up there and we'll get into more of that later on but I just wanted to jump in real quick too coach about that experience as a high school coach and then working your way up in the college ranks. I've always been fascinated by some of these guys that become head coaches at a college and they've never been a head coach ever along the way. They've always been assistant coaches. And I just think that's so neat to be able to be a head coach and then work your way up as an assistant and knowing what it takes to be a head coach, regardless of what level it is. I mean, for me, it was JV basketball, like, but at least I was a head coach. I was running my program. I was calling plays. I was planning practices and all that stuff that goes into being successful. I just, I just want to jump in. It had to be fascinating to be able to do that. Well, that experience, uh, I mean, you, you know, you went through it is there's nothing like it, you know, you can move, a couple feet down and be on that assistant uh, chair. You're, you're looking at different things, um, you know, and in, in today's day and age, and not, not talking about Mar- uh, Marcus Belcher or Brett Carey at all, because those guys, they work it. They, they, they appreciate everything they have. They're not skipping any steps. They're both going to be great, great head coaches, but there's a lot of guys in the business that uh, what I always tell guys is, Hey, keep your head or, uh, keep your head where your butt's at, you know, do the job that you have and do it the best you can. And, and uh, you're going to find a way. And uh, there's a lot of guys now, whether they were former players or, or not former players, they just want to get to that head coaching spot. They want to, they're always looking for the next job. And, and the, in this industry, you just can't do it. You know, you, you do the job you have the very best you can and uh, it, it'll all work out for you. Boy, that is a, uh, those two answers are tremendous. Um, you talk about not skipping steps and there are guys that just want to do that. And it's on every level. There are guys that want to just jump in and be a high school head varsity coach. And you're like, you know, you gotta, you know, I coached freshmen for 10 years, nine years and JV for one. And then finally got my opportunity to be a head coach. And, and, um, yeah, I just, I think that's tremendous the way you talk about that. Not, not, not have not skipping steps. 
And uh, the mentors you had, I, I didn't know much about Coach Waltman. I was just looking him up as you were talking about him. And then your dad, who was a high school coach for 33 years, uh, just tremendous uh, mentors that you had along the way. But Coach, let me ask you, if you were counseling or uh, if you were recommending something to a younger coach to read that could help them be a better coach, a better person, is there any book or anything along your way that, that's helped you out or that you refer back to? You know what? I, I, I'm, I, I don't read as much as I should. And I think that uh, in today's society, people are doing a lot better job than that. Uh, when I started, my dad wasn't a reader, but what he did, it was his exper the experiences. Um, I can't tell you how many uh, high school practices, college practices uh, that we went. When my two years, when I was at uh, Des Moines Roosevelt, Drake practices, Iowa practices, I, uh, Iowa State practices, when Tim Floyd was there, um, Greg McDermott, when he was at Iowa State, that's more of the stuff I did now that I'm older and I know I don't have all the answers. I, uh, I'm not a great reader, but I do do the, I took these long walks and do do audio stuff. And, um, I, I, I'm not as good at, uh, I'm not as big into reading as I am is the experience. You know, we've, I've done a lot of, uh, going to NBA camps. So one of my best friends, David Griffin, the EVP of the, 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 um, the Pelicans and have been mm -hmm. to uh, Larry Brown practices the year they won championships when he was at Detroit and Chicago Bulls and and Pacers all the time. So I like to go watch. I like to go watch and see what coaches are doing and what they're saying. But I I do do some I do do some reading, but uh, the experiences are much more important to me. And I assume uh, that you're as receptive to to high school coaches in your area coming to your practices. Without question, I've never had a I've never had a closed practice in my life. And um, like here at Indiana State, you know, I've, I've been here long enough. These are my these are friends, our boosters, our supporters are our friends. And I want them to be uh, come in and watch practice and see how hard the guys are working and see how meet our kids and how good a guys they are. Uh, we've never had a closed practice. We've got great media here. Anybody that's come in to spend any time with us, uh, anything is always open because uh, I want to, we have such tremendous student athletes here and such good guys. I want our guy, I want people to get to see that and get to know them. Coach, you know, that's it, a great question, Chris, uh, and to see if, if if your practices are open to high school coaches or even high school ADs. So I've been uh, I've been fortunate to be able to be in the arena and, and watch and see what's going on. But I, I want you to go further. Like, I, I, for me, before Brett got to Indiana State, I had heard about Indiana State. I knew Indiana State, but I didn't really know Indiana State until coming up there and visiting with you guys. So I know you just hit on some of the high spots there a little bit, but I'd, I'd love for you to tell more about your program, the culture at Indiana State, the town, the boosters, heck, even the golf coach, if you want to, just all the people that are around that program and make it so special. Yeah, Greg Town, our golf coach, I call him the coach whisperer. He, you know, he'll come in, he'll read my quotes in the paper if we had a tough loss or something, and, and I'm always one to – you know, take the blame because I think as a head coach, you're the one responsible for how your team plays and those of that. And he'll come in and sit down. And he is an avid reader. I mean, he's the most learned uh, red guy that I've ever been around. But you've been here. This is a this is a special community. Um, again, I've been here for a long time. And one thing I wanted to do when I first got here is I wanted us to be the community's team. I, if we lost, I wanted them to be upset. If if we won. 
I wanted them to, to, to be fired up, enjoy it. And, and I also wanted, because, and this is across the board at Indiana State, it is such an unbelievable place. The quality of student athletes that we recruit, I'll just throw this out, last semester, every, every uh, athletic team had a 3.0 or better. And I don't know where, I don't know where that would ever happen, you know, so it's, and I got a lot of good, good friends here. I've been here a long time. I was at the university of Iowa who I love. I'm still a, still a hawk at heart. Uh, that was an awesome community. I think here it's a little smaller. So you get the chance to know people a little better, but uh, this is an unbelievable place uh, to be a student athlete, uh, to be supported by the people that are here. And, uh, you know, I, I'm going to be me, you know, I, coach Waltman always used to give us crap. If we, uh, talk to the assistants before games, you know, he wanted, he wanted us to hate them and want to fight them, uh, here and there. But like, you know, you've been around, you've been around us and you know how we are. Um, we have a lot of good people that we, we go against and, and people that I respect a lot. Now, when the ball goes up, we won't beat their butt there. There's no question about it. And there's nobody more competitive, but, uh, the, you know, I'm going to be the type of person that I am and I want to be a good person and affect, uh, uh, those around me in a positive way. Coach, if it wasn't a 12 hour drive, I would come out to practice this year, but it's just, just a little, little out of the way from Hackensack, New Jersey. We'd take care of you. It would be worth your while. Believe me, you ask your partner. Well, I'm saying I wouldn't come out for just a practice. I'd probably come out for a whole weekend, not just for one practice. I'm saying make it happen. Make it happen. <laughs> they do have airports, Chris de Blasio. But anyway. <laughs> Again, the only thing I've ever known about – I know two things about Terre Haute, Indiana State University and the Federal Penitentiary. So I would love to go out there and see more of the town. Yeah, not that I've ever been to the penitentiary. That's a whole different deal. That's a little out of town. I We'll keep you safe here. We got it. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> Uh, again, it would be worth your trip, and we'd take great care of you. Well, if we're allowed to leave our houses ever again in this country, maybe I will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Coach, the name of the podcast is The Greatest Game. So uh, now is the time when we want you to bring us inside the gym, take us into the locker room, the film room beforehand, the pregame speech, and tell us about your greatest game or games in your time coaching. Well, it'd have to be my first year when we uh, we finished third in the in the league and went into the tournament. Conzo Martin and his Missouri State State team had won it. Uh, Wichita and Creighton were both still in the league, and that's one thing I want to say. Our, our first several years in the league, Creighton and Wichita were both in it, and we were right in the mix every year. We 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 had very good teams, and you're talking about uh, Wichita that had three NBA players, and and Creighton that had uh, Doug McDermott. So it was it was crazy then. And we've added Loyola and added Valpo. So we're doing just fine. But my first year we get into the tournament and, uh, and uh, we win the thing, you know, and I, I'll, I'll try not to get emotional or choked up when I, cause I, I get like that every now and then, but we won the tournament and, and I can just remember uh, looking up at my parents and Jake Odom, who was our freshman point guard, uh, great player here being the, being the hall of fame. Uh, giving me a big hug and running into that locker room after all the media and just getting doused and soaked uh, by, by, by all the guys. And, and I'll go right into the next year. You know, you're, that was a great game and being in the NCAA tournament. But the following year, we had a tough loss to Wichita State in the championship game. And, and uh, we were just a one big, big league that year. And, and uh, that was rough. That was rough, you know, because we had a team that, 
won 22 games, should have been in the NCAA tournament. Uh, we didn't quite get in. And uh, just being in that locker room uh, with those guys from one uh, height of the emotion to the depth of the other emotion, um, that's why I'm in it, man. That's why I'm still doing it. I've been doing it for a long time. But I want to go into those locker room after games and see our guys celebrating big wins and, and enjoying it. And in those tough times, I want to be that guy that helps them get through it. So later on in life, they've been through some tough stuff and um, nothing negative is going to affect them uh, in a great deal. Coach, talk about that. The, you talked about the winning the, uh, the tournament that your first year, and you talked about Jake Odom, who was a freshman on that team. And I'm just looking at the team here. You had two guys from, from right there from Terre Haute, including Odom and Jake Kelly. You had a couple of guys from just down the road I see here in Marshall, Illinois. Uh, and you're talking about what a special community and area that is. Talk about what it was like to have, you know, local kids from that area, from southwestern Indiana and southeastern Illinois on that team. Yeah, that was something special, you know, for sure. And and um, what what we put on billboards that year with the picture, all those guys was it's your hometown team. And uh, we really were, and that's where it really got started. And in Indiana, it's just so hard because it's it's so heavily recruited, and I'd even say over recruited. You you just can't do it every year. You can't just take kids from Indiana um, just to take them. But again, we've we've come full circle. We got several Indiana All Stars on our team right now, and um, you know from the from my previous tenure as an assistant here, where you'd go around the state and. People didn't know what conference you were in, who any of your players were, um, you know, where you were located or, or any of that stuff. Now I go around the state and people have Indiana State stuff on, you know, and they know they've seen us on ESPN. They know who uh, our good players are and they've seen them. So we've come full circle. And um, I think our reputation is, is outstanding in the state. And uh, we're going to keep that thing going. I love that. Just the, the hometown team. Hometown you have, team. You, you yeah. have a, a kid like Jake Odom who goes down in history as one of the great players in Indiana State who comes back as a volunteer assistant, just fighting his tail off. So I, I, I'm just seeing this full picture, fights his tail off for you in 2010, 2011, and now fights his tail off for a year. And now he gets moved into an assistant coaching role with you at a, at a Division One level. Like, how special is that to have him on staff with you? Oh, it's, it's, uh, you know, what he's done for me in our program, I could never repay. You know, he was a two-time first-team all-league guy here, um, took us from, you know, the program before we took over, uh, wasn't in great shape. And again, Creighton was in the league, Wichita was in the league, uh, going to Final Fours and doing those things. And we're in, we're winning on the road at Wichita. We're beating Doug McDermott but badly in his final a regular season game here in Terre Haute in the conference championship games and doing that. And, and uh, Jake is a, you know, a special player. He's a, he'll be a hall of famer here with, I will certainly fight to get his uh, number up in the rafters. And he just wanted to be a part of it, man. He came back here. He's been working for nothing for two years, you know, and I talk about guys that, uh, you know, want to skip steps and, and uh, just want to be a head coach or make money or be at a, higher profile place all jake wants to do is be at indiana state help the sycamores and uh none of that's um, obviously it'd be nice if we could 
uh, get him some money and, you know, and maybe one day he's the head coach here, but, uh, I love being around the guy every day. He was, he was a very good coach when he was a player here. <laughs> we'll, we'll put it that way. He and I, he and I, uh, handled it both ourselves. Um, but he made a lot of the decisions and the things we did. So that's what this program's about, man. It's, it's the players, it's the former players, uh, did my best to, I've done my best to get to know, uh, the former players, uh, from here and we'll continue to do that. Coach, I'm going through this season, this this first season. I'm having so much fun going through this right now. Uh, you you play some some good independent games, uh, Purdue, Notre Dame. You go to Wyoming, um, and then in the conference, you're doing well. You're seven and one. You lose five in a row, and we've all been there. Those losing streaks just build on themselves. But then you guys finish strong and go five and one down the stretch. Can you, can you talk about the perseverance of that team to, to fight back like that? You're, you're talking about the tournament team? Yes. Yeah, you know, and, and that's what happens. I mean, you know, for one, a game is a game of runs. Um, I remember going out to, uh, to Wyoming with this team, and um, in the paper that day they were talking about if they lose to the Sycamores, the coach is going to get fired. We got our butt beat. Uh, by a team that wasn't very good. Oh man! I mean, it was and it was <laughs> never that close. And we went back to the hotel that night. And I'll tell you, you talk about the guys from Terre Haute. We had one of the best two meetings I've ever been involved in uh, with the team, where guys spoke the truth, held each other accountable. Um, we grew so much as a team, and then we did a lot of good things. So we had that losing streak. We had we had some guys out. So we did, we did lose a little more in a row than pr probably what we should have. But then at the end of the year, we, where we, way we closed that out and th then went to St. Louis and won three in three days. It's just, uh, as a special group. And I never one day when I walked into those practices had to be a cheerleader, had to get them going. They were getting after each other. And I remember going down to St. Louis and we practiced, um, in a school, uh, the day before it, and we got about 15 minutes into it, and I said, "We're done. Uh, you, you got. We're ready. We don't have to practice anymore. <laughs> let's just go, let's just go play." And we won it. Coach, I want to go to that game. It's amazing, Chris. Chris and I did not talk about this, but to hear about the perseverance of losing five in a row and then to come back and win it. And looking at this box score here, you're down three, uh, 31 to 28 at the half, and then you come back and outscore Missouri State 32 to 25. So I've got a two-part question. That process to, to fight back and take that lead and, and hold on and win, but also what it means to win a tournament like that. I, I, I had the fortune, the great fortune, uh, about two years ago to watch the Colonial Athletic Association uh, Conference Finals, and just the energy in that building was just unbelievable. Is is it a one bid league? Like you say, we're going to the NCAA tournament. We win this game. So talk about that comeback, and then what that feeling was like to, to actually do that. You know, it gives you goosebumps just thinking about it because in a low possession game and Conzo Martin, who who was a head coach at Missouri State there, I, I couldn't respect or like uh, an individual any more than I like him and respect him. It was an absolute slugfest and it was every possession was an all out scramble war offensively. You got nothing easy offensively, every defensive play. Uh, multiple, multiple um, efforts on every possession. And uh, to do what we did, you know, I still look at uh, – I still show teams to this day 
hey, this is championship defense. You know, this guy helped here. This guy helped there. Then this guy came over and helped him. And then a guard came down and blocked out the big guy. And, um, you know, it was just a it was an absolute fight. And um, uh, to be able to win that thing, you know, again, you know, you're fighting for everything, you know, and when you're in it at that point, none of those guys had been in an NCAA tournament. I was fortunate. I had been. I'd been part of a couple uh, uh, tournament championship teams at Iowa. So I real I knew what it take and took. And I just tried to uh, convey that the best I could to those guys and just how hard it is. You know, Missouri State wanted it bad. They were outstanding. Uh, we had great games with them during the year. But it's just it boils down to just how hard you play and how bad you want it. And then, Coach, I'd be remiss. We, we keep asking about this team, and I'd be remiss if you if I didn't ask you about the NCAA tournament experience. And you matched up with Syracuse, and I mean, this was ten years ago, but Jim Beheim's been a legend for forty years, you know. And and you know, he's in the NCAA tournament every year. It's old hat to him. But talk about being in that arena and facing off against one of those, you know, legendary programs that even you grew up watching when you were in college, they, they were great with Derek Coleman and, and those guys. And, you know, just, just to be on the court with Syracuse in the NCAA tournament, what that feeling was like. Well, well it was an honor, an honor for one. And, you know, you respect somebody that's done what coach Bam's doing. I remember in the, the first pet press conference, I think he had 925 total wins. And I think I had 22. <laughs> <laughs> So Just yeah, the, odds, <laughs> the, the odds were stacked against us. We, we were not going to win that by out coaching them. I promise you that <laughs> they were huge. They were huge. And we played at the queue in Cleveland, you know, where LeBron was playing and um, the game before us, I think it was Marquette and Xavier was an overtime game. I don't think we even tipped it off till like 11 o'clock that <laughs> night. And uh, we stole the first pass, went down and dunked it but we still had deer in the hair light, uh, deer in the headlights for a while. And I remember we got down 15 or 16 in one of the huddles. Odom was just like, Hey man, let's go. I ain't, I ain't afraid of these guys. And we, it was even the rest of the game. I think we cut it to five, uh, with seven minutes to go. And, you know, they beat us. They, they were the better team and they deserved to win, but it was a heck of an experience. Uh, just like all the NCAA tournament uh games that i've been in that was a heck of an experience and i wish uh those guys they deserved all they got you know they deserved even more but we just got beat by a better team that night but uh that 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 team was a special team that is an experience i wish every and obviously they can't every division one college basketball player could get that ncaa tournament you know seeing the stickers on the floor getting the pins so that you can get into the game and the locker room and the, the environment and the CBS cameras and whoever, you yeah. know, whoever was on the call for that Iron Eagle and Clark Kellogg or whatever were there, you know, that's oh, yeah. all those things you watch on TV to, to have that experience. Like I said, I just wish every, uh, every kid could get that, that plays division one. Well, you know, what's funny you say that too. And, and, and I agree with you. I wish everybody could experience it, but none of that stuff is it. Now the power fives, it's a little easier and it can be a little different. But none of that stuff is given to you. None of it's earned. You know, you start every year working with your team and saying, hey, NCAA tournament, everybody's goals, NCAA tournament, this and that. 
but by golly, you got to pay the price. Uh, mm-hmm. You you have to pay the price, and you have to make a lot of uh, sacrifices. And you know, we we've always had good chemistry here. But that team was great chemistry. You know, your 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 championship teams, your best teams have great chemistry, and it's something that you have to develop, and you have to have unselfishness and great sacrifice on each team. It's the ultimate, man. You you are right. I. I it's it's you can't even describe it the the feeling of it and all the stuff that that goes along with it but uh, uh, I also look to the relationships with each one of these guys you know it, it's my job every day to make it to an NCAA tournament with each one of these guys so um, that is special but it takes a tremendous sacrifice. Coach, we like to end on a, a fun question, and, and coaches have these. I know you have one. You might have a couple, but what is one phrase or one motto or one word or mantra that you find yourself saying over and over again every year, game after game or practice after practice, and sometimes you just might say, why do I keep saying that? But what is that one thing that just kind of keeps coming out of your mouth? Did you ask Brett that? I mean, he probably's got a litany of mine. <laughs> yeah. We need to make a list of them. But yeah, you he's got a few. Player, I got I got some guys that may, they they do good, pretty good impression. Yeah, uh, that's what it is. When they're doing me. the Coach Lansing impression, what do they do? Well, I can't do an impression of me, but I I, I will I will say one of the main things uh, that I say is is toughness travels. You know, toughness travels. You know, you go on the road and you try to win, and you go to a conference tournament. And you that you try to win tough. You always pack toughness in there. Toughness is always going to tra- uh, uh, travel and, and toughness can prevail. I like that. I love it. Coach. I love it. And, and Co- just, Co- <laughs> Coach ahead, Holtz was always fond of saying, pack your helmet and your kicking game. <laughs> That's what Lou Holtz would say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I wish you could say it like he said it. That'd be good. <laughs> Chris, you've got a pretty good Lou Holtz impersonation. Well, well, son, well, son, what you have to do is you're going to have to pack your helmet and your kicking game in order for us to win this game. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> well done, Chris de Blasio. <laughs> well, Coach Lansing, I, I love that you finished on toughness because, again, I mean, I'm a I'm a huge Indiana State fan because of you and everybody and Brett Carey and uh, how good y'all have been to me over the years. But your kids play tough and your kids play hard and they know the game and uh i just it's it's been a, a real pleasure to get to know you over the last few years and and can't wait to see what you guys do and we just uh can't thank you enough for coming on the greatest games it's been fun man i this was a lot of fun appreciate you guys and you could get back here we lo- we love having you back here and that brett carey he's a heck of a dude and you're going to be going to uh games uh, where he's head coaching his team too so that's right that's right. Well, we appreciate can't it. We, maybe we can get uh, Chris de Blasio on an airplane. We can just make it. Uh, maybe we can record a podcast from Terre Haute. You never know. Yeah, take we'll take so. care of you when you get here. But you That's right. Get here. You All right. Yeah, you will. you will. Well, let's go ahead and put a button on this one for my co-host, Chris de Blasio. I'm Brian Rose Shield, and thank you for listening to this episode of The Greatest Games. <laughs>